Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Sherlock Frankenstein, the collected issues, which collect issues one to four of the 2017 Jeff Lemire, Dave Rubin, Dark Horse comic series. You've, you've, you've taken a different approach to that yes. than usual, Ben. You've thrown us both confused. off. <laughs> you've thrown us both off. Now, Benjamin, I think it is important for us to point out before we go any further that it is, in fact, Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein is the doctor. Uh, and then we can follow it up with, yes, I know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. I, yeah. I have had the internet since. I think 2000 and something. The, the ideal comeback to that would have been no shit Sherlock. <laughs> if only I was that quick, Michael. No. If only. So, Benjamin, if what is this? What's going on? What's all this Sherlock Frankensteining about? Well, Michael, let's let's be honest. Right. You have your Lex Luthers, you have yep. your Jokers, yep. you have your Doctor Savannas, yeah. You have you have your Golden Age villains. Back in the day, Michael, when you wanted a villain, what you did was you grabbed a lad, you you stretched him out a bit, made him tall, gangly, a bit gaunt, and then you'd shave all his hair off. And if you really wanted to add some menace, good old pair of goggles on him. Yeah. Golden Age technique for making your villain. And Michael, that's exactly what Jeff Lemire has done here because well, Dave Rubin more than Jeff Lemire, but we'll get into that. Because this is set in the Black Hammer universe of Dark Horse Comics. Oh, the Black Hammer universe, Ben. Have we talked about that before? I don't think we have, so we should probably do it now, Michael. Oh, have we never talked about Black Hammer before on Collecting Issues of the Bi-Weekly Comic Book Book Club? I don't think we ever have, Michael. So the, the Black Hammer universe yeah. is, I suppose, Dark Horse's very dark satirical form of the DC universe. Right. And it's created by Jeff Lemire doing all his usual Jeff Lemire things. There's a bloody backwater. There's a, a rural American town. Yeah. There's things not quite as they seem. Right. There's probably some suspicious goings on. I know. And then there's some goings on who are suspicious. And it, it's a whole thing, Michael, that's happening up there. And each character in the Black Hammer universe is either loosely based on a DC character or loosely based on a on a Marvel character. It kind of depends on, on who you get at the time. An Mostly archetype. DC, though. They're An mostly archetype, archetypes, aren't they, Ben? Yes, I always struggle with that, Michael, because there's such recent archetypes compared to some of the longer ones that we've had. But sure, look. Go on. Sure, look, Michael. Go on. They've had a lasting cultural impression. What can you say? But, Michael, Go we're on. not going to focus on the main black, he- uh, black hero. We're not going to focus on the main Black Hammer lineup. What we're going to focus on here is buddy Sherlock Frankenstein, who is the... The kind of Lex Luthor of this little Dark Horse universe. Well, let's be realistic, Ben. He's much more Dr. Savannah than Lex Luthor, isn't he? He is, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's Mark Strong. He's the actor yeah. Mark Strong. It is just Mark Strong with a pair of goggles. Yeah, but taller and skinnier. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit gaunter. A little bit more spindly. The reason I say, Ben, that he's Dr. Savannah is that his arch nemesis in the comic books is Golden Gale. <laughs> Which is just a terrible name. And Golden Gale is the is the Black Hammer universe's pastiche of Billy Batson. Billy Batson. A.K.A. Yes. Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam! Yeah, exactly. And she has her own little magic word. And Michael, assuming that everybody's read this, if you haven't, stop. What are you doing go here? Go read it. Yeah, go read it. Get and it then come back and listen to this issue of Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. But we find out in uh, issue four of this that it's a little bit of a reverse thing where it's not necessarily uh, 
It's not necessarily a young man turning into an older gentleman. It's a bloody old lady turning into a younger lady. It's yeah. bizarre. Yeah, well, that's that begs the first question then. And it takes us back to our very popular and very well-known segment, the Greg Luganus Award. <laughs> and as you know, Ben, the Greg Luganus Award is the situation in which we're talking about a comic which is part of an extended universe. You're all right, Ben. You look like you're struggling. <laughs> It just, I, I just can't do this anymore. It's just, it's <laughs> People just love the Greg Luganus Award, Ben. It's not a real thing, Michael. It is. It's the thing that we do here about collecting issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Benjamin, um, the <laughs> yeah. Greg Luganus Award is awarded to comics which are part of an extended universe, but they're a good place to dive in, Ben. You see what I've done there? Greg Luganus, yes. of course, being a famous Olympic diver. See, I didn't know that, Michael, so it was lost on me. Well, we've done it on the podcast before, Ben. It's clearly you don't listen to Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. No, I don't listen to you. <laughs> you just listen to your side of the audio with mine on mute. Yeah, or I just play my end of the audio just yeah. on a loop. Yeah, and I enjoy the silence sounds, in between. Ben. So, Benjamin, <laughs> for this for this comic book, uh, Dr. Frank, Dr. Sherlock Frankenstein, do you think... This is a good place to jump into the to dive right in, like Greg Luganus, into the Black Hammer universe. Or is this like a shallow pool and you'll break your neck? Okay, so it's interesting that you mentioned that. It's an excellent world building book, and it's a great jumping in point for the actual in world version of the Dark Hammer comic Black Hammer. As in, <laughs> if you want to understand the history of the Black Hammer universe within yeah. Dark Horse Comics, this is bloody ideal. Right. However, yeah. in terms of it being a good jumping on point for the Black Hammer series in general, no. Boo. Oh, you don't think so? No. no. But Ben, th- this de- this this begs two questions. Question the first, is it a good diving in point like Greg Luganus for the Black Hammer comic books? And your, your point is no, it isn't. My yes. point for that is it doesn't really matter. Well, that's also fair. So the other question then that this comic begs is, is this a good comic regardless of whether it's a good jumping on point for for the Black Hammer universe? Well, you see, now I've run into a second problem, Michael, because I've read this before, as you know, Michael, and I quite enjoyed it the first time you lent it to me yeah. to have a little read through. I but said, here, this Ben, time, give this a little read. You did. And I went, oh, Grant, thanks. Thanks for that, Michael. Yeah. Thanks. You said, is it for thanks. the is it for our podcast, Collecting Issues, the comic book book club? And I said, no, it isn't, Ben. It's just for your own enjoyment. Just for a little reedy read. Yeah. And I, I read it again, Michael. And I have to say. Go on. I have to say. Go on. If it had been a two issue mini collection of issues three and four, I would have read it. Issue one and two. Meh. Huh. Meh. Now. It didn't. Too much for me. Here we go, Ben. Now I'm gonna let's, I'm gonna turn this personal on you. Now you do seem to be in a bad mood. I am. I am. <laughs> and do you think your bad <laughs> mood has affected your opinion of this comic? No, because I've read it a couple of times. I've okay. given it a go. I've given it a go over a couple of times because I knew I'd be in a bad mood, Michael. I knew. I had a sense. Yeah. I had a sense. I'm yeah. tired. I'm cranky. I knew yeah. it wasn't gonna go well. Yeah. But in in general. <laughs> In general, I'll tell you why, Michael. I'll give you my reasoned out thing. Right. I'll interrupt you as, a lot. As to, yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole podcast dynamic, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, people love it. So, people love it. They keep coming back for more, the fools. But anyway, the reason that I don't find issue one and two as convincing is it it seems like filler to me. It's 
It's trying to build a world that doesn't necessarily need as much attention as is being given to it. And I think Jeff Lemire thinks it's much more of a mystery than it actually is. Well, now, I'd agree with you on that second part. That it's this is this whole thing is nowhere near as much of a mystery as it thinks it is. Yeah, I I think that's probably the main reason that issue one and two fell a bit flat for me because by the time you get to the the climax or the end, yeah, you the denouement, the denouement, if you will. It's more interesting to find out who Sherlock Frankenstein actually is as opposed to the mystery man that he's built up to be throughout the con. Because as you say, or as both of us have said, he's just Lex Luthor, Dr. Savannah. He's Dr. Savannah, yeah. He's he's not special to a comic book reader. You can't build a lot of intrigue around a man that we've all seen a million times because he's an archetype. Yeah, he's a spooky inventor goblin man. Yeah, and so for me, it was kind of like, do I care about issue one and two? I will say, Michael. Go on. I will say Cthulhu yeah. is a real win. I mean, Cthulhu that's just great. funny. Yeah. That's, that's great. just that's just funny. But I don't know if I love that issue. I, mm. I just I just didn't care enough about one and two. I have to say, Benjamin, you've awoken something in my mind now—a recollection of when I reread this. Ooh. And the thing that you've awoken is. The feeling I had personally reading issue one. Issue one was like, you know when you get at collecting issues of a comic and the comic was actually launched in another comic. And they say, yeah, yeah, and they say like collecting issues one to four of the mystery men, but also issue 372 of the amazing team squad. And issue one is kind of like that. It is. It very much is. Yeah, uh, you're right, actually. Lucy Weber is introduced, and she may as well be Exposition Weber. That's pretty much her whole vibe. I mean, it's a classic. You you have your detective character on a mission, and they slowly unravel the world, and they're allowed to monologue because it's kind of a noir thing, and they're a detective. They can fill you in on gaps and stuff like that. But issue one is just a real slow burn. <laughs> It is a bit of a slow burn. Yeah, you're right. Issue one. If I were collecting this weekly, monthly, Ben, I don't think I would have gotten past issue one now that you put it like that. Mm. Mm. There's not a lot in issue one that'll grab you. Very interesting. I liked the ectoplasm boy. Oh, I've been mechoplasm. Mectoplasm? Mectoplasm, that's it. He's ectoplasm in a mech. See, that's that's one of the interesting things for me, Michael, is for some reason, Jeff Lemire has tiny little vignettes of misery in issue one and two. In, yeah. In, and it's all around the suffering of children and abandoned children. And I think it's supposed to tie in with Lucy Weber, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes sense because her parents, her dad's gone. Yeah, the first one is uh, Mectoplasm and he's a little boy's soul trapped in a giant robot body. And that was a bit dark. I, yeah. I struggled with that. I'll be I honest, that was... I like that. I mean, it's it's good. It's interesting, but it got me. I was yeah. like, mm. but you mm. are in a bad mood. Has the comic put you in a bad mood, Ben, or is is is? Oh, I don't know. Unrelated? It's probably life stuff, Michael. Ah, oh, bloody this COVID stuff. I know. I just want to sit and make podcasts all day, Michael. Then I'll be happy. <laughs> then I'll be happy. You should listen to Ben's other podcast, Words That Burn, <laughs> where I talk about poetry, and I'm actually usually quite happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, what I was saying there was the the second abandoned child vignette that gets shoved in there is of little Cthulhu Louise. Yeah. And and that's the daughter of Cthulhu. 
she uh, very much Ben that's very much a villain origin story isn't it yeah yeah because her mum is incredibly abusive and yeah. I think her father isn't and well okay I sorry that's a huge stretch and very besmirching of of the word abuse she's not we don't see huge amounts of physical abuse or anything like that but her mother seems to be quite ashamed of her and wants her to stay in her room so people can't see her ah Ben there Um, are such a thing as emotional abuse neglect is a form of abuse I don't think you've misused the word abuse there Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah. poor El Cthulhu Louise. She has a little moment of bonding with uh, Lucy Weber where she says, your dad was a superhero. My dad's a supervillain. That means we're going to be arch nemesis one day. And she gives her a little pat on the head. She says, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. might be though. That's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. And it, it is very much a, I feel sorry for poor El Cthulhu Louise. And there's a weird panel just, just floating in the middle of that issue where it's just her crying. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh. Because it's horrible. Oh. She's going to come maybe, back, Ben. She's going to come yeah. back as a big, horrible Cthulhu. Maybe it is the comic that has me in a bad mood. Maybe it just depressed me. <laughs> it got you. When I read Ben Dr. Star, the companion piece of this, and, you know, mm. focusing on one of the characters in it, that depressed me. That's about the little boy with cancer, isn't it? Jeff, Dr. Star is about the, yeah, his his dad's superpowers give him cancer, among other things. Gross and sad and horrible. Jeff Lemire really pulls at the old heartstrings with uh, family bonds. He's been doing that for years, though. Right. Like, that's that's his thing. Go on. So, Michael, you had me do a little research on him. Obviously, because it's a podcast about comics and you kind of yeah, have yeah. to do that. Yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, he does a, a dark and twisted, tragic family history. Uh, for example, the one that he's most famous for, I think, is Sweet Boy. I can't Sweet Tooth. It. Sweet Tooth. Um, this is yet another, by the way, Jeff Lemire thing that we're covering here on this podcast. We've done Descender. We've done Gideon Falls. Yeah. Now we're doing Sherlock Frankenstein. We are, frankly, collecting Jeff Lemire. That's collecting what we're Jeff Lemire, the, the bi-weekly comic book book club. <laughs> and he's, oh, we've actually done a fourth one, Michael. We've done Bloody Bloodshot. Was that Jeff Lemire as, as well? well? We should That's be ashamed Jeff Lemire of as well. We do so much Jeff Lemire. Um but he loves miserable family bonds and abandoned children because Descender's all about that as well. And it, it's just, it's getting to me. I don't know. He's wearing me out. <laughs> Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is yeah, the I name said, of the I one. I said that, yeah. Sorry, thanks, Michael. That's I appreciate that. The boy, that. he's a, kind of a little deer boy. He's a little deer boy and he's having a real hard time too because he's a little freak and nobody likes him. Oh, no. It's, it, oh, it's just grim. It's just grim. So this is um, all too grim for you. Ben, yeah. So, all right. So you you can tell it's a Jeffy Lemire because everyone's all sad and morbid and they don't have any Fucking parents. Morbid as fuck. But Ben also, it has the classic Jeff Lemire of everything is a pastiche of the world of comic books. Yeah. I mean, he, he lays that on. Ooh, thick baby. Yeah. Uh, I, I drew the line at Spiral City Asylum for the criminally insane and Grim Jack. Grim, Grim Jack just. Grim uh, Jim? Grim Jim, yeah, sorry, Grim Jim. I think Grim Jack's a character in the, what's the other one? The Image Comics universe, the, the early days of Image Comics. Anyway, uh, Grim Jim is is their version of the Joker. Yeah. And he's not to be he's trusted. Bit, he's not to be trusted. He's a real slippery snake. Yeah. Uh, and he's got some super senses, so he's got some power, so he's not quite that. But uh, that whole little chitty chat was just like, eh. It's just the Joker. I get it. Like I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get references. I, I don't mind when like I think the Black Hammer universe, separate of this comic, does a wonderful job of 
pastiching things. Mm. I think those I think those homages or breakdowns serve a purpose. Um, for example, there's the Martian Manhunter counterpart who is experiencing isolation in the most extreme sense, which is a theme that was always played with with the Martian Manhunter and is brought to 100% fully realized kind of isolation and misery. There is the failing Captain America in Slam. What's his name? Abraham Slam. Abraham Slam. Great name. He's old now. He's past his prime. And he's having to deal with that. Again, it's a really interesting turn on that event. There's the Enchantress knockoff. Lady Dragonfly, is that who she is? Madam Dragonfly. Madam Dragonfly. She's kind of like a Madam Xanadu, uh, Zatanna meets Enchantress. Yeah, and she's a gross magic lady. But she's grim and she doesn't belong to that world. She makes horrible decisions on a case. Like, those pastiches are interesting. Here, it just seems like Jeff Lemire was like, I'm going to take the piss out of the Joker. What did you think, Ben, about Dr. Sherlock Frankenstein's um, travel through American pop culture as the baddie? So, right. So this came out in 2017. Yeah. And I think if you're going to do pastiches of every single phase of American comic book history, it's already been done better. Oh. By planetary. Oh, for example. If you're going to do that, yeah, it's already been covered extensively. Mm. And I don't know that Jeff Lemire added anything to that or used it in any great way. Well, we Tarzana our, was a sexy lady. And Tarzana, yes, is a sexy lady. Then there's a piss take of the shadow called the yeah. Crimson Mist. Is that yeah, Crimson it? something or other. Crimson something or other. And he's just the shadow. Yeah, and there's and Doc Steele. And then Doc Steele, who's Doc Savage. And yeah. Like, that's fine. That's cool. There's a little Victorian narrative in the middle. Does it matter? <laughs> Benjamin, the funny thing is, this is called Sherlock Frankenstein, but he's barely in it. He's barely in it. He's revealed at the end, and it turns out he was right where she was at the beginning. Oh, I like that. And <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. And I have to say, of all the parts of the comic, issue four was probably my favourite. The backstory like, of Sherlock Frankenstein himself. Yes, I could have used two issues of that right. over issue one and two, where we expanded on that a little bit more. I thought that the arch nemesis falling in love with his arch nemesis, that was at least something a little bit different. Yeah. That you don't necessarily get to see all the time. You don't see Dr. Savannah falling in love with Billy Batson. Um, in, you might in future comics. It or is fan 2020 fiction, Ben. That fan Gen fiction Z that rules. you write. Uh, yeah, Mark Strong and... And uh, what's the name of the guy who plays? Zach Levi. Yeah, I, that's actually just Mark Strong and Zach Levi. I don't put them in character. In, <laughs> in, in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that part was pretty interesting. I actually think the Minotaur character is the first one that I saw with a bit of vavoom. She was know. a bloody lady, Ben. She's a bloody lady. lady she was a color. lady, an evil lady engineer. And she bloody, she bloody had a change of heart after she got crippled by her own machine. Yeah, I liked, a, I liked that, Ben. I liked that the villain and the hero became friends through rehabilitation. Yeah, and it was a real interesting way. And it also showed Black Hammer off in a much more interesting way. Remember, Black Hammer is a character we don't actually get to see much of, given that it's called the Black Hammer universe. Um, and the, the Black Hammer, we get a little bit into the inside of him as an actual real good hero, as yeah. in the villain 
does a right bit of damage to herself, nearly cripples herself and kills herself. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to save you. I'll give you a dig out. I'll give you a dig out. But then the, the more important thing is, is that she's had such a miserable end. I think if there's a redeeming feature for this comic, it's, it's after comics end. What happens to the world after comics end? Mm. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Like the whole, the whole premise of the Black Hammer universe is that their big seven or whatever, their Justice League was removed from existence after they went up against the dark side parallel for that universe, which is anti-God. Yeah. Again, could have used a bit of work, but you look. Um, and I think that whole cataclysm, it's fun to see the effect of that cataclysm play out on the zeitgeist and people in general. Black Hammer is one of your favourite comics and now you're all grumpy about it. No, no. The Black Hammer comic is great. Sherlock Frankenstein, I don't think, is as good. Okay. That's what I mean. The the cataclysm, like the anti-god thing, terrible name, but genuinely an interesting story. Black Hammer does a lot more than this comic does in that Black Hammer uses all its mockery, mimicry, pastiche of things to a point like right. there's an end in sight now it doesn't always hold up but it, it does a lot of the time and it's an interesting exploration Sherlock Frankenstein is cliched in a lot of places and it's nothing we haven't seen before and I, I just don't know if it would be up there with some of the finest comics we've covered on this podcast mm, interesting I read it the first time Ben and I absolutely loved it and then Funnily enough, I wasn't that excited about rereading it for whatever reason for this podcast, Collecting Issues of the Bi-Weekly Comic Book Book Club. Uh, yes. But then I reread and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that's good, Michael. So what did you enjoy? I I actually just enjoyed the little story of going and meeting all the four or five different villains and going, <laughs> oh, this is what happened to him. And oh, look, here's his life. And he's a schlubby retired villain now. I, I kind of like that. But I did think it was a bit heavy handed on the pastiche and especially... Uh, Sherlock Frankenstein's travelled through popular culture it's like yeah I've seen this before and I mean, you're right Planetary there. is a great example um, yeah. Doc Steele is Doc mm. Brass Doc Savage Doc any Doc you want take your Doc pick yes, your Doc Tom Strong yeah he's, he's any of them and I know and he's it, in a panel yeah, I wasn't it, I, I wasn't too bothered by Grim Jim as you know, Ben, I'm no great Joker fan of I anyway. No great nope. Batman fan of I. So the Batman, it, I didn't even tweak the Joker connection straight away. I went back and read, mm. is this a Joker pastiche a few minutes later? Benjamin. Go on. I initially didn't like the art, but then as it went on, I went, yeah, I do like the art. Actually, I've changed my mind. Yeah, I mean, the art, in fairness to Dave Rubin, it's a pretty striking art. Um, some very interesting character designs as you go. I think the Minotaur is probably one of the most interestingly drawn mechs I've ever seen. Mm. Like that was just an enjoyable thing to see. His art also suits the Sherlock Frankenstein universe very well. Like it's all spindly and yeah. elongated and Cthulhu's tentacles go everywhere. Um, and the use of color is phenomenal. Mm. Um, very it's good. like a Joel Schumacher Batman film, but yeah. not horrible. But not horrible. It's got everyone's smoking a fag. Yeah, everyone's just down on their luck. Everyone's Michael. grimy and gritty and horrible. And there's a touch of the Mike Allreds about it. I know I'm always coming back to Mike Allreds, but there's definitely a touch of the Mike Allreds about it. 
Yeah, that simplified yet very expressive style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Mike Albert. What bothered me initially, Ben, the first couple of pages was that obviously a decision had been made that characters didn't have to stay on model. So they could change. Well, I mean, the characters are defined more by their hairstyle and their overall shape than, let's say, having a defined face. Yeah, so that gets pretty interesting again, Michael. I think, funnily enough, the one that could be most blamed for that is probably the Minotaur's pilot, the the, the actual lady who created the Minotaur. She just seems to have a couple of different faces in a couple of different panels. And you're kind yeah, of like, oh, well, I think that's okay. aging. No, no, no. But in in like within the the confines of the the old folks' home that they find her in. Yes, but Ben, forgiving the kind of lack of of um, of what's the word I'm looking for? Where something's always the same, Ben. What's consistency? That word? Consistency. The lack of consistency on rendering of characters, Ben. There are some interesting splash pages where you go on a little oh, journey yeah. through the page. Yeah, that's real good. The, what do you think the, of those? The Spiral City Asylum. Descending into the bowels of the asylum yeah. page is pretty great. We get by way glimpses. of MC Escher. Yeah, by way of MC Escher, um, the concrete sidor. Yeah, I, I think I got that right. He's a Mexican concrete styled luchador, yeah. uh, which is pretty interesting. He takes. He doesn't think so. No, he doesn't. He's not a big fan of himself or anybody else, from yeah. what I could tell. Bit of a Ben Colopy. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so he takes her down into the bells. But I think one of the most interesting illustrations is when we see the different villains as they're descending into that pit. It's mm. it's interesting. It's well done. It's consistent. I like the city. I like Spiral City in, in Dave Rubin's style. It's very twisty, windy, all aroundy. There's a, there's a somewhat comparable page as well where Sherlock Frankenstein first takes Lucy into his hideout. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we meet uh, Igor Watson, which is brilliant. Brilliant, Ben. I'll have nothing negative said about it. It's absolutely brilliant. I like his eternally British quip of, I always found your father to be a wonderful adversary, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, I was good. just like, yeah, that's very Watson. Very Watson. Well done. Mm. Well done. No, I mean, there are some redeeming features. I think, you know, it's not an, an abhorrent comic. It's well written, well illustrated, well put together. But I could have done without issue one and two. I don't know if, you know. For me, issue one and two didn't add as much as Jeff Lemire thought it did. Oh. Um, I liked it though. And I'm not allowed to criticize Jeff Lemire because he makes a living doing comics. And that's that's not fair of me to say. Yes. If Jeff Lemire wants to write a a four issue bloody tangent, off he goes. Let him him do it. Benny's forever writing four issue tangents. There's this, there's Dr. Star, there's Streets of Spiral. I think they just keep paying him money. Yeah, he's mad about money, Jeff Lemire, I imagine. Mad for money. Like, he's got a <laughs> lot of issues out there. Um, Michael, if you enjoy those splash pages, if you enjoy a bit of Dave Rubin, you should check out the Grand Abyss Hotel, which is another one that he um, another one that he illustrated. Because if you're into that splash page, Michael, ooh yes, I bet I was into both ooh-y. of them. ooh you'll enjoy that uh, Grand Abyss Hotel. And you'd probably enjoy the layouts of The Fiction, which is another comic he illustrated. What, what um, are they about, Ben? So the Grand Abyss Hotel is, uh, well, how do you, hmm. it's okay. So it's a political kind of takedown thing and it's all about fake news and how the world has been destroyed by it. And yeah, basically it's 2020, but in a, in a comic book. Mm, delicious. 
uh, yeah, it's 2020 in a comic book. And then Battling Boy. I don't know if you've ever read Battling Boy, Michael. I haven't. Uh, Battling Boy is about a, a boy who battles, obviously. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Uh, and uh, he illustrated a good bit of that as well. Mm. Um, so you might you might have enjoyed that. I might Michael, have a look at those, Ben. You might. You might do well to do so, Michael, and have yourself a little dive into twisty panels that go all over the place. I think I might then. Enjoy yourself in those. I will. Uh, Michael, if if they enjoy the Jeff Lemiriness of this, what else could depress the listeners? <laughs> Black Hammer, Ben. Just get the rest of Black Hammer into you. Yeah, that's that's probably that's a solid call. Get yeah, just the rest, get the of, rest Black of Black Hammer, Hammer into you. you. But if you if what you particularly enjoyed about this was the journey through the through pop culture as though it were the real world, um, and you want a slightly less nail on the head, there is also Planet Hurry. Yeah, I think... I mean, the theme and tone are nowhere near the same. No, but if you enjoy the pastichiness of it all... Yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wish we saw more about sexy female Tarzan and uh, the guy who was kind of the spirit. (laughs) Then, you know, that's what what Planetary's for. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. That's who it's for. But lads, we've had our say... What did you think of Sherlock Frankenstein? I liked it. I know you did, Michael. I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, the listeners, Ben. Now, Ben, don't forget to tell the listeners that it is, in fact, Frankenstein's monster and the Dr. Frankenstein is the the doctor. So it's Sherlock, Dr. Frankenstein's monster thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. I think that cleared it up, Michael. I think that was synced yeah. and very clear. Oh, Ben, you know what was gross? When he tried to save his lady friend by putting all those tubes in her. Oh yeah, that was weird. That's a panel that just kind of jumps out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, oh no, I don't like it. Oh, um, and funnily enough, we see it twice because he does it to himself, and it wasn't as weird when he did it to himself. No, totally fine. It's, it's the lady panel that makes it really weird. Is it because he's doing it to someone else? Is it because it's a lady? I don't know, but it's much more gross. Yeah, I think it's ninety percent because he's doing it to somebody else. I think it's just it's because he's standing at the side of the bed with his hands behind his back as if he's waiting for them to finish dinner and give them the bill. It's yeah. weird. It's gross. Weird. 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 Weird and gross. Um, ladies, what did you think? Of, or ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of no, that ladies, scene? Just ladies. ladies. Just ladies. What did you think of that scene? It's bloody weird. Um, do get in touch with us in many, many ways. You can find us on the Instagram at Shomrabjog or at our very own uh, Instagram now, which we have, which is the Collecting Issues Instagram. Just type it in there. Collecting, Collecting Issues Podcast. Yeah. And you'll find us over there. Uh, you can get in touch with us directly at our old website, mm. uh, which is www.shomrebjog.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed, kind of. Uh, kind of. And we'd love to hear what you'd like covered on the podcast. We'd love to hear uh, what you're thinking of it. And if you fancy a real-time debate with two glamorous co-hosts, uh, you can get in the Discord. Hop up on the Discord, Ben. The link is in the description. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had enough of us this week, we do a weekly comic book podcast called Michael and Benjamin's Podcast, and that has dropped just there. It's not always about comic books, though, Ben. Don't don't lie to the listeners. I lied to the listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Join us in two weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, where we'll be taking a look at the Incal, infamous French comic, The Incal. Oh, is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Oh, did I know that or have I just found that out now? Well, it's on the it's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. All right. <laughs> it's on the calendar. Um, but yeah, we can do something Little else. glimpse behind the else? scenes there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do you want to do something else? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> just think it's handy. Uh, yeah, so that's it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Oh, goodbye. Watch out for those Chithulus. They're coming to get you. And the tubes. Oh, the tubes. Oh, the tubes. And the tubes and the boobs. <laughs>